Apex AI's innovations extend autonomous vehicle technology's potential to benefit a variety of vertical markets such as automotive, farming, mining, construction, aerospace, transportation, manufacturing, and more. Welcome to HXGN Radio. My name is Brian, and today we have Martin Rudigier, Head of Finance with Apex AI, with us to discuss how Hexagon Technology supports innovation at Apex AI. Martin, thanks for joining us. Thanks for the invitation. Of course. Appreciate it. And so, first of all, let's hear a little bit more about your company. Tell us what you do. All of that good stuff. Yeah. So, um, at Apex AI, we build an operating system for autonomous vehicles that never fails. A little bit about my background. I joined the company roughly one year ago as the first business hire, and we've since seen the the company triple in size. So that has been very um, thrilling and exciting um, to see. Before Apex, I worked at Daimler, McKinsey, and Autotech Ventures, and have kind of seen the automotive industry change over the past 10 years, and then met Jan Becker, the co-founder and CEO of Apex AI, at a lecture uh, while I was um, getting my MBA at Stanford. Nice. Shortly after, joined the company on what I think is a great mission. And so if we want to talk a little bit about what that mission is, we were founded in 2017, and we develop safe and certified software for autonomous mobility, as you, as you mentioned. And to be a little more specific, uh, our first product, uh, which is set to be released by the end of this year, is called Apex OS. And it is a safe and certified software framework and software development kit for autonomous mobility systems. And because that sounds probably a little complicated, uh, if you think about your iPhone in case you have an iPhone, basically what we build for autonomous cars is the iOS layer. Gotcha. The operating system that runs on the on the hardware where third-party developers can then program applications that sit on top of the operating system. And in the case of autonomous vehicles, that would be everything, all the algorithms that actually make the car drive itself that would sit on top of our product we just make sure that the operating system layer doesn't fail. So basically, we make sure that your iPhone doesn't freeze, which it does. Well, yeah, that's very important. Yes. So, okay, first of all, you're doing consumer and you're also doing commercial. Is that correct? So or we are a commercial. We are a B2B company. Okay. So our product will most likely be in autonomous cars. But okay. you as a consumer riding in it or buying one you will not know that it's Apex AI inside necessarily. Sure, yeah. Okay, so that's, yeah, I'll word it in a different way in saying that, you know, you're doing it for vehicles that consumers will buy versus just commercial vehicles. Yes. Okay, and you brought up something interesting because uh, I have a friend who has a Tesla, the Model 3. He's driving it and he says, because you mentioned, you know, the screen locks up or the phone, you know, locks up. His screen went out. Now, the car is still driving, but he's, you know, in the middle of a freeway, driving 70 miles an hour, having to reboot his computer, which is, you know, a scary moment. Then the question is, well, what if the car freezes and locks up? So what you're doing is you're trying to say, we're trying to guarantee that this never happens. Yes. Excellent. So are you going to be working with, I mean, I know you probably can't talk about specific companies, but for example, like a Tesla type thing where someone can say, I buy a Tesla or I buy some kind of a, an electric car or whatever, you're going to work with something like that. And you're also going to work with commercial entities as well, essentially. Yes. So okay. our... The product is 
so low, like it is on a such low level in the in the autonomous driving stack that the applications can range from passenger vehicles to rideshare vehicles, shuttle, autonomous shuttles, to autonomous trucks, potentially also aerospace, potentially drones, potentially gotcha. like mining, agriculture are big applications. Yeah, basically anything that moves through the world autonomously and therefore presents a hazard or yeah. a, a danger to to other um, humans that is all safety critical applications and we address all of those use cases with our product i like that so because you're a b2b you might be the company that people have not quote heard of yes. but that everybody uses essentially yeah and we just don't know it i like that well cool well thank you for explaining that now you mentioned never fails yes i'm curious about that explain that a little bit more yeah, so if you look at the autonomous driving space today, mm -hmm. there's a lot of companies out there that can that receive a lot of funding and really most companies are focused on solving the problem, which is currently still a research and development problem of basically developing a system that that works. Uh, but not necessarily a system that works and is compliant to the functional safety standard, which is called ISO 26262 in automotive. Um, and basically, that is where we come in, exactly at this inflection point. So once the, the R&D challenge has been solved, um, companies will need an operating system that can take them into production. Okay. And that is what we provide with Apex OS. Okay, excellent. But you mentioned too that, you know, like your, your product never fails as well. Yes. In the very beginning. So, I mean, really never fails. I mean, is it 100% kind of successful or is that what you're striving for? It needs to be 100%. Yeah, absolutely. And we will have it safe as certified okay. by a, one of the most well-known certification agencies in, agent, uh, in Germany called TÜV Nord. And yes, uh, to your point earlier, it needs to be 100% and yeah. not 99.9. Exactly. 999. Yeah. <laughs> because if you, know, if you are sitting in that car, 99.999 oh, yeah. still means that at like 100,000 miles, yep. there might be one system failure. Sure. And that cannot happen. Yeah, of course. So you've got fail safes and backup after backup kind of thing. Yes. That's incredible. Really. I'm all for that. I like that. Now, this is obviously very much technology here. How is technology helping you in this scenario, giving you the solution? Or, you know, how is it even hindering it, making things harder? Yeah. So, as I mentioned, there are hundreds of companies really currently testing autonomous vehicles and trying to solve the, the complex te technical challenge of making the car move by itself in any sort of environment. Um, and if, if you look at those companies today, you might ask, like, what kind of operating system are they using today? And 80% of, of them, 95% of academia use uh, what's called the robot operating system or ROS. ROS is open source. It has a very strong community behind it. And it is good for rapid prototyping and R&D. But for some of the reasons that we talked about already, um, it is not 100% fail-safe. If, if we want to use that term. So it's not hard real-time. It's not fully deterministic, uh, which means that if you execute a certain application one million times, every single time this, the exact same thing happens. Sure. Think back to your iPhone. When you open your LinkedIn app, sometimes it opens right away. Sometimes the memory is allocated to all the other apps that you might have been 
running on your iPhone. And so the system first needs to grab some of that memory from other applications and make it available to LinkedIn, which is why then the LinkedIn, LinkedIn app takes longer to load. Sure. Exactly the same process would happen on an autonomous vehicle when, for example, you need to initiate a, a brake you cannot wait for some memory f to be reallocated yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. And so that is what we, what we solve with um, Apex OS. And so going back to the fact that 80% of companies and 95% of academia currently use ROS, we make it extremely easy to go from ROS to uh, Apex OS. Nice. And so basically okay. to move over from the research and development world mm -hmm. to actually deploy and sell to customers. Okay. And that's this transition. This is where we come in. So that's your, you're going to the customers now, you're moving them from Ross to your product and saying, and you're teaching them how to do it. Yes. How is that working? I'm assuming it's a simple process just because you're, sounds like you're doing a pretty good job with what you're, you know, with your product. So, yeah. So in terms of where we stand as a company, we are set to release the, the first uh, feature complete version of Apex OS at the end of 2019. Okay. And we currently have pilot customers that are already developing on top of Apex OS, but we will not see it in deployment. So in actual cars that, that drive on the road for quite a while, because obviously you need to first start working with us. Then your developers, if you're a customer, need to start developing applications on top of it. And, you know, the lead times in automotive are relatively long, can take up to like five, six, seven, eight years yeah. from from starting a project to really seeing it on the, on the road. Sure. Um, and so that will, that will take a while, but we are already t um, working with customers. Okay. And it's going very well. Yeah. Excellent. It's very interesting to see, you know, the, the development of this. I know, you know, there's obviously the, the city regulations as well, state regulations that come into play. There's so many external factors, you know, like you said, the lead times, especially with, you know, motor vehicles is is just very long but it's good to see that this is in progress and actually happening and you know you always hear the concerns well is it really safer yeah. autonomously and i, I it seems like it's going to be you yeah. know that's great have you had any issues keeping up with the new technology you know you're you're implementing a lot of new things or even integrating technology like you said you're going to other companies and you're dealing with what they've done too so has it been hard to keep up with it and how have you overcome that i mean so in general the space is moving very rapidly but i think some of the hype that we've seen in recent years is slowly coming to an end or people waking people are waking up to the reality that it's still you know autonomous vehicles that drive anywhere autonomously are still many many years out there are going to be certain use cases for example shuttle services or or rideshare services within very limited geographic bounds where you can even today probably solve it, solve that challenge to 99.99%. Um, but overall, the big challenge in this industry is that no one really knows when it's going to be ready. Sure. And everyone is chasing, you know, after chasing basically to make that, to make that happen. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's going to take many more years until there's going to be wide adoption. Sure. But it's progressing, right? It is progressing. Okay. And what's good is there is a lot of money flowing into the space. Yeah. Just because like global transportation, right, is like such a big market. There's only 
there's not many markets that are that big. Yeah. And yeah. so the opportunity is so large that investors are pouring hundreds of millions and billions of dollars into like startups, sometimes just based on an idea or the profile of the founders. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which, you know, we see in our neighborhood in, in Silicon Valley, like almost every day. Yeah, of course. And so that it, it is a super exciting time to be in that space right now. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Well, how has Hexagon and their technology supported your innovation efforts? Within Hexagon, we've so far predominantly worked with autonomous stuff, which was acquired in, in 2018 by Hexagon. And specifically, we bought our own test vehicle mm-hmm. um, from um, autonomous stuff, including all the sensors and components. And we now operate that vehicle. It's, it's a Lexus RX 450 hybrid, basically as one way for us to test our own product. Again, we don't build an autonomous vehicle, but we need to make sure that our claims are actually... Sure. Um, we are able to prove our claims in, in practice. But um, yeah, related to autonomous stuff, we've, we started out in 2017 and really worked with uh, Bobby, the founder and CEO of Autonomous Stuff from the very beginning. Um, he's in a very interesting position in the, uh, in the space just because he interacts with basically all players. Like yeah. I'm sure in Silicon Valley, like almost every other startup or maybe even more gets their cars from Autonomous Stuff. And so he has a lot of insight into how the space is um, evolving. And we've always found it super helpful to talk to him and see how he thinks about where the industry is headed. Um, That said, we are looking into deepening that partnership Mm -hmm. or this relationship, which was more like a customer relationship, into more of a partnership and integrate our software offerings with the hardware offerings of autonomous stuff. And ultimately, we would like to offer our safe, secure, reliable software products to autonomous stuff customers who want to move from R&D projects to productization. Awesome. Well, it's great to hear that. All right. So I want to know, because you know what you're doing is extremely innovative, very exciting stuff. What does innovation mean to you and where are you going with that as we move forward? So I think about innovation as, you know, basically looking around you today, every single thing that you see was at some point some sort of innovation. Um, even fire was at some point in, in, in you know, uh, an innovation. And so <laughs> yeah. when you think about it that way, then not every innovation has really made our lives better. And AV mm-hmm. technology, autonomous vehicles have so many great benefits, mm-hmm. fewer road deaths, you know, no more drunk driving, et cetera. But the push towards real- realizing that has also come at some cost. Um, including the cost of of human lives, Mm. for example, in Mm -hmm. um, the Uber accident. And that is why we at Apex focus so much on safety Mm -hmm. uh, and not just making, proving that we can solve the challenge, but proving that we can solve the challenge safely. Yeah, yeah. And in a way that doesn't come at at anyone's cost. And Mm -hmm. so that is why our software is, we say that our software is not designed for peak performance because it isn't. It is designed to never fail. And that is exactly our differentiator to, let's say, an iOS, which is consumer grade, not automotive grade, mm-hmm. and because it doesn't need to be. No yeah. one cares if the LinkedIn app takes a little longer to load, yeah. Yeah. but you do care if your car um, takes one or two more seconds you know, to open a safety-critical application that will determine whether you live or die, basically. Sure, which is, yeah, 
I mean, you're, you're gambling with someone's life versus time, Yes, you know, in that situation. And I like what you said too, you know, that some innovation has been incredibly beneficial for us and some hasn't. And you also see the situation where, you know, a company will rush to get something out and they'll put it out. Well, it's not entirely complete. And so you have bugs and like you said, things fail, things take too long. And then you've got 40 patches. (laughs) So, you know, getting it done right, making sure that you're not doing it, you know, like you said, just for the money, just for the business standpoint, but for, you know, safety and actually being of benefit so that your innovation truly is beneficial. Yeah. I like that a lot. Well, thank you very much, Martin. Appreciate you sharing all of this and and appreciate your time today. Oh, thank you. It's been great. For more information on today's topic, please visit apex.ai. Go on over there and check it out. And of course, to learn even more and listen to additional episodes, head over to hxgnspotlight.com. And thank you very much for joining us here on HXGN Radio. 